And I'm also convinced that when you really know your why in this, you can sustain it and you can perform well. And most importantly, you go to bed satisfied that you have been showing up as the person you have wanted to be. Welcome to Unlocking College Life, real talk about all things college. The best part of this podcast is that your voice is part of the show. Other students care what you have to say. So through your questions, your feedback, and your real talk, we all grow together. Let's dive in with your hosts, Joy and Alona. Welcome back to Unlocking College Life. Today, we're going to talk about perfectionism and also to just follow up on the idea of how we connect the idea of perfectionism to when people maybe hesitate to seek help. Sometimes when folks are trying to do their best or really feeling like they want to do everything themselves, it can also create a barrier to asking for help. And I talk with students a lot around this idea of procrastination. And so sometimes people will want help with time management. And a lot of times what it comes back to is that it's actually not about time management. It's about this drive to do things really, really well, which is good, right? We can want to do things well, but often I'll tell the story of the student who gets an assignment and wants to like do it really, really well and get an A. And so they'll think about it and think about it and think about it. And then the deadline's coming and then they still haven't really done it. They're cleaning their room. They're doing every chore they've ever thought of in their life. And then they finally sort of do that deadline driven Mountain Dew fueled last minute thing and get it done. But then it often feels like sometimes subconsciously there's like, well, if they don't do as well as they thought, there's like a, well, I actually just did it all at the last minute anyway. Sort of becomes like a self-sabotage. Again, not necessarily intentionally, but I think we all can relate to that of wanting to do something so well that it actually, we go into avoidance about actually getting it done because we know perfect is impossible to achieve anyway. So I don't know what that makes you think about Alona. Yeah, it reminds me of the days when I used to run group on perfectionism and we would have graduate students in oftentimes and they would get sort of paralyzed around dissertation. Dissertation is a, such a massive undertaking, of course. It, it requires long time, so much prep, so meetings with advisor and all of that. But the notion, right, especially in some of these research institutions, the pressure is really on, right? Like, will this be stellar product? Will it be published in the best journal? Will it uh, lend me the best job out there? And who would not crack under that kind of a pressure? Mm-hmm. And that is so overwhelming that no wonder it produces such strong emotions, including just anxiety, fear, avoidance, and nothing gets done overnight, right? I mean, we have to break this down to basic steps and sort of be also more in the moment because we know that if you schedule time, say let's every Monday, right? I'll write for 15 minutes or I'll write for an hour without a very specific, perfect goal in mind. Oftentimes we're able to produce something, Mm -hmm. right? But it's showing up. It's showing up without those high, high standards and goals in mind that actually paralyze us from doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. Perfectionism is the enemy of good. It's, it is. It's the enemy of done. And for me, a lot of it just comes down to also connecting it to your values, right? And doing this work because of values and how you want to show up in the world 
less so about, is it going to be a stellar A product? Where is it going to land me? Because that just becomes way too overwhelming. None of us really operate that great. Some of us operate well under some pressure. Mm -hmm. The extremes just paralyze us. And when I hear you, you know, about cleaning the room and doing all these chores as a distraction, listen, I think that there's place for that, right? Mm -hmm. If I set a timer and I say, hey, listen, my desk is such a mess. I can't even produce anything here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set the clock for 20 minutes because cleaning the desk is still in the direction of how I want to show up. And it's Mm -hmm. also helping with my dissertation. Now, if I'm now cleaning also the bathroom and everything else, that's now a completely different distraction. It's not in the direction of the values, right? It's a, it's not actually helpful. So my advice always is if you're anxious about it, let's get going. What is the one thing that you can do in that direction today, right? What is the one thing you can do for your dissertation? And maybe just email your advisor to schedule the next meeting. Totally. Right. Right. And I was also thinking when you were talking about performing under pressure, I think that's also something that students can feel differently about. You know, there are some, I think we're all deadline driven in some ways, like you said. I think there are some students who can thrive closer to the deadline and sort of they can work through the stress and they can like get it done. But I think if the students know they're not that type of person, that when they get their stress becomes overwhelm and they can't perform and they're not sleeping. And then sometimes what happens is someone stays up so late and is like wired on coffee and tries to get it all done. And then we've actually heard stories of people like three sleeping through the exam that they were like trying to do so well on. Right. So it's also Mm -hmm. knowing, like, I agree. I think if folks are like, I don't want to do that anymore. This feels terrible. How do I do a little bit every day or every other day or structure your calendar in a way so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And I think what I've also heard students talk about, actually, I just talked to a student the other day who said she can get caught up in this cycle of wanting to do everything so well and perform at such a high level that when she takes a break, she feels guilty for not really trying to continue working. But then when she's working, she feels like she's not giving herself any self-care or wellness. And then it becomes like this really interesting cycle of, I think sometimes students can almost try to be perfect in all of those areas. How do I Mm -hmm. perform well Mm -hmm. academically But I think there's also this pressure to be like, I'm fine and I take care of myself and I'm doing well in school, which can just feel like way too much and doesn't feel real. Yeah. And I think that's where the should start flooding in, right? The judgments. How good of a self-care am I doing? How good am I prepping for this? And it really leaves you in this dichotomy that is really so counterproductive, taking you out of the moment. It is a long-term game. Right. Of course, you want to keep showing up. And of course, the self care, the rest is part of it. I mean, take it from athletics, right? Your prep is not just the training. Actually, a lot of performance actually depends on your recovery and fueling along the way and, and doing the smart. But the key is to not get caught up in, is my recovery good enough? Is right. That's what gets us. And we can get in that loop of judgments endlessly. And really that just hijacks us from the present moment, being and doing the thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think another piece to consider is what is your high standard or what's your standard for performance? Because whether it's in school or whether it's in anything else, we know ourselves best. We know when we're 
really putting in the work versus when we sort of are winging it. And how do you know when you've done your best and no matter what grade you get, no matter what, how you compare to others that you can honestly say, yeah, like I did my best. And yeah, there's always going to be some other student who doesn't have to try as hard. Like that's true in life, right? That's true for sports too. I get annoyed with that when people are like so good at sports and see, I have to try harder, right? So how do you not get caught up in doing the comparison thing too? Because I think that also sometimes gets, is part of this is getting away from how we can really tune into, are we performing at our best? Because I think that's sometimes the avoidance too, is that folks have a hunch that they're actually not putting in the effort that they could be, or maybe they're not even enjoying it. I think that it can really be an opportunity to take a look at what's stopping you. Is it that you don't know how to manage your calendar? That's great. Like then someone, we could totally meet with like an academic advisor or someone else to help you because it is a skill to manage your Mm -hmm. calendar. And Mm -hmm. some people are calendar driven with like tasks and assignments. And some people see their own calendar and they're like, eh, I don't have to do that. Right. For some people, they really need to be in community with others. They might need to have study sessions with other people or talk with a professor because that can keep them on track. Even when you were talking about the dissertations, I've had students ask their advisors to give them fake deadlines just Mm -hmm. to keep them on track, which I think is brilliant, right? Like to say like this dissertation is really just like a giant thing that's due years from now, but can we create sort of like not fake, but like false deadlines Mm -hmm. along the way that they have to meet, which I think is brilliant. So it's also thinking to yourself, how can you be accountable to yourself? Can you do that yourself? Or do you need another human involved, which often people do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all operate differently, right? And for some of us having accountability buddy, and like you said, the study group might be very, very helpful. Some of us perform better, right? Doing it alone, but having some boundaries around that. And that boundary might just be also putting a timer right on. Mm -hmm. Like I will only prep for this for the next hour and then I got to keep moving on, right? Because we could get stuck in that perfecting loop and it's sort of never ending. I think the really important piece is to really know your why, right? That will drive it. That can drive it endlessly. I mean, if I attach my self-worth to an outcome, let's say the grades or the weight I am, that tends to be disappointing, right? Because what happens when you get there? What happens if you don't get an A? What if you do get an A? What next, right? Life is a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. And so having this about more, who am I? Why am I showing up? Like, why is the exam important to me, right? Like maybe it's a step in my journey, but maybe it doesn't have to be about A or B. And I know, you know, I mean, we do live in a, environment where grades matter. And if you want to go to grad school, GPA is considered, right? But I'm also convinced that when you really know your why in this, you can sustain it and you can perform well. And most importantly, you go to bed satisfied that you have been showing up as the person you have wanted to be. Yeah. I actually think the timer technique can help with that. And that might be our little assignment for this episode to try is sometimes when you are having a hard time starting something, which is often the hardest part, right? Like whether it's like the first thing you have to research or study or the first paragraph you have to write, like anybody Mm -hmm. can like stall on that for days. But the timer technique really is set a timer for, it doesn't even matter how long, 
10 minutes, 15 minutes. And let's just say you need to write a paper. All you're going to do is set the timer and like do something instead of nothing. It could be bullet points. It could be stream of consciousness. It could be you talking it out on like a voice memo, right? Mm -hmm. But your only thing is in that 10 or 15 minutes to just keep going. And you know that when you get to the 10 or 15 minute point, you can stop. What do you think normally happens, right? It usually sort of like gets people going. Or I think what might happen too is kind of what Alona's alluding to is that you might get to that point and go, oh my God, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. I didn't do enough research. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm supposed to be talking to other people about this. Or you might get to that point and say, I'm exhausted. I haven't slept. I haven't even eaten. I can't do this right now. But that makes you tune into it in the present moment to see what's going on. Do you need more prep? Or what's more helpful or more likely is that it will just sort of start the momentum and the ball rolling so you can at least get some more done. So I really recommend that technique. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually even works with when we, for folks with ADD, sometimes you just gotta, you know, motivation comes from doing, right? And if you catch the wave and you can ride it longer, by all means, right? If it's productive use of your time, do it. But I agree with you when we set that timer, just show up. And some days we might write a whole paragraph. Some days we do realize, hey, I'm not prepared. I scheduled that meeting with my advisor, so let me dial them now, mm-hmm. right? And it is an opening into even what I'm experiencing in that moment, right? Like I said, some days there might be two words on that paper, and sometimes it will be a whole page or chapter. Yeah, and then I think it's also worth considering that when we are trying, again, we're using the word perfect, nobody's perfect, right? That's just like Mm -hmm. not even a real thing. There's no such a thing. Right. There's no such thing. But when you talk about perfectionism, I think what also can sometimes happen is if we don't get that A or A plus, or we don't perform at the same level that we thought, especially when people are coming into situations where they are noticing that they're like, quote unquote, competing with others, there's also can be a tendency to give up right? That's where people sometimes will abandon what they're doing because they had this really high expectation that they weren't meeting, which I think is another opportunity to really take a pause because nobody learns things instantly, right? So that's, again, coming back to what Alona was saying, is it that this is just really hard? Is it that it's really different? Am I using a different skill set I haven't really done before? Am I having to learn more quickly, right? Or do I actually hate it, right? That's fine. If you hate whatever it is, like mm-hmm. abandon it. Or do you hate the feeling of not being good at it? I think that's different. And I think that's mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. checking ourselves on in a competitive culture can sort of feed that, ah, I'm not good at this. So I'm not going to even deal with it now. I would encourage you to think about things in your past where you had to sort of push through and really like sort of put the time in And so I think that's just worth considering when we feel that tension in ourselves. Yeah. It's, uh, I do online courses on value-driven work and perfectionism and attaching our value to outcomes. Like you said, right? If I don't get an A, the all or nothing thinking can kick in. And it's like, okay, well, if it's not an A, then what is? I think it's good if it really makes you reflect on, is this really something I want? Because if it's really attached to just you're great or how much money you make. Well, that's a setup, right? I mean, that will blow up eventually. There's Mm -hmm. gotta be a different why to that. 
So I really like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's another thing to just ask yourself is what is your why? And it's okay if your why is I just need to take this class because it's going to get me. It's like a prereq. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. You just have to push through it. Or is it, man, this is something I really love or I've never really explored, but it's also kind of hard for me. Right. And then Mm -hmm. that's where we sort of connect back to help seeking too. Like we might have to sort of take our armor off of like, I can do everything myself. And like, who can I talk to? Right. Sometimes we're really encouraging students talk with other students who are either in that major or in that career field or in that area who are like a couple of years ahead of you to like, just ask them, like, how did you help me with this? Or because a lot of times that experience can really make a huge difference to know that someone's sort of been in your shoes They're like, oh yeah, like I really struggled with that too, but here's what helped me. Or I know that this professor seems kind of scary, but once you get them office hours, they're actually like super fun or, you know, to demystify those like assumptions we make about the processes that can be hard. It can be hard when you are noticing that you are in a place where you need to like work harder than you have before. Mm -hmm. You have to sort of ask yourself, what is going to help? Is it that I need to connect with someone else or is it that I don't know how to schedule my time? But sometimes that is it. But I think a lot of times it's more about our own hesitations. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more sustainable, right? When I have a why about this. Yeah. So maybe that's what we can leave folks with today is two things. So one is we encourage you to try the timer technique with something in your life, even if it's going for a run, really, because I mean, it doesn't have to be just in the academic space. It could be that you're starting a new behavior. And whenever we start anything, like it could be super easy to hesitate. The same analogy works. Whereas if someone like isn't sure if they want to go for a run, but you say, just go run for five minutes, what happens? Usually they keep running or Mm -hmm. they find out, oh my gosh, these shoes are super uncomfortable. Or like, I don't want to run this time of day. Like it doesn't feel good or my stomach hurts or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So use the timer technique for something in your life that you're sort of hesitating on. Just try it and then let us know Mm -hmm. what you think. And then also the why I think like if for something you're hesitating on to ask yourself, what's my why, Mm -hmm. even if it's small. Yeah. And I love the running example as well, right? Because sometimes we get folks who maybe don't go running because they're not in shape yet, or maybe they don't have the right attire, whatever that means. Right. And so it really stops you from doing the thing. So just get out there, get going. Doesn't matter. Maybe you will hang in there for five minutes. Maybe decide it's three, maybe it will be 15. Just run for the sake of running. It does remind me just to sort of close with deferring back to technology, right? Sort of washing the dishes to just wash the dishes. Listen, we can have all kinds of narratives about that, right? I mean, most of us don't love to wash the dishes by hand anyways. We might have these narratives of, oh, it's going to take me a long time. It's going to smell it, whatever it might be. No one really wants to do dishes when these narratives are running through our head, right? But when you get there, if you can actually drop into your senses, right? You feel the water on your hand, plate on your hand, whatever. Dishes are not that horrible, right? I mean, before you know it, they're done. So I think that's, we got to watch these narratives and just get going. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, let us know how it goes and we will talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on your favorite pod platform. Share with your friends if this is making you think about and participate in college differently. We want to hear from you. Connect with us on Instagram and let us know how it's going.
This podcast is not professional advice or replacement for therapy. If you need professional advice, you should find it with professionals in your area, such as your primary care physician or therapist.